Hello, friends. It's Trevor. It's Avery. It's Pat. It's the Citywide Special. The Phillies Wild Card Series begins Tuesday night at home against the Miami Marlins. Can the Fightins take care of the unusually troublesome division rival to secure their place in the next round? The Eagles eke out a close win in overtime against the Washington Commanders thanks to another clutch field goal from Jake Elliott. With the Birds off to a 4-0 start, is the team as good as their record indicates, or does the eye test suggest otherwise? They travel to Los Angeles for a Week 5 matchup against the Rams. The Flyers pick up a preseason win versus the Bruins Monday night as the opening night roster comes into shape. The Sixers lose out on trade target Drew Holiday as the veteran guard is dealt to the, bo- to the hated Boston Celtics, putting the final touch on a truly dreadful offseason. All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Nice and warm out today. Feeling honestly on top of the world right now. Eagles are still undefeated. They snuck out a close win. Phillies are starting their postseason run this week. Besides recording on a Tuesday, not a Wednesday, it feels very much like deja vu. Yeah, that's a good point, man. My my rhythm is off and off. Had to go into the building for work today. We're recording on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday. We're recording at 6.30. We typically record around 8.30. Got to get this episode in before NL Wildcard Series Game 1. A little nervous, not going to lie. But, uh, hey, man, it's good to be back in the playoffs two years in a row after missing them for over a decade. Ten years or whatever. And uh, I think we'll be all right. But I am a little nervous. But uh, other than that, life's good. Got to get the emotional support alligator ready. Console <laughs> yeah, man. me. Man. Help me out. And <laughs> get me through this. Support alligator. Yo, so what y'all take? What was y'all's take on that about the emotional I mean, support? I mean, dude, alligator? let him in, man. I'm into it. The let him is, in. They, if they were able to get cats and all that shit in there, I feel like an alligator at that size of an alligator too is pretty controllable. I mean, it's probably. I mean, I feel like there's also a lot less people that are allergic to alligators than there are That's allergic true. to cat and dogs. And like, you got like dogs. You got you know, whenever you, like if you work at a bar or some shit or mm-hmm. a restaurant, and they tell you that they got that card, it's like, oh, can't do it. Can't ask questions. Can't do anything. Just gotta do. You gotta let them in. But the only tricky part would just be do with some scales. Sta- now it's like, oh, they can decide not to. Like, well, come on, that's bullshit. It'd only be hard if people stomping on him because he's. Kind of low to the ground. Yeah, he's flat. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the only hard part. You got a sold out crowd, and you got an alligator that's only what six inches tall. Yeah, I guess like the problem is like how do you, uh, you know, how, where exactly are you putting them when you're sitting down in the stands? Like you just got to. I mean, if yeah, yeah you you're buying a lap. chair for him. Yeah, have you might have to, to get him a seat because you can't just have it on the ground next to you because it's too it's too long. He can't gonna see take the game. Up, yeah, people are going to stomp too, on him. Yeah, he won't be able to watch the game that way. He's too low. Who wants to see? Yeah. Yeah, but. I guess the the other problem is too, right? Like, where do they go to the bathroom? How do alligators go to the bathroom? Like a dog. I think like, it's like a goose. What what's that? It, like it's all just like a wet, like a little wet log. <laughs> but it's got to go somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah I don't know. They don't, I think they just go wherever they. Well, want. I guess what do they do with bark in the park or like Cather Day? Like where do they go? It's that t-ball you don't, field. Do they have litter boxes <laughs> at the stadium for they, Cather Day? They put them all in that uh in the wiffle they ball get, park. They get some fertilizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That is. I mean, yeah, I don't know what to do when there's like a bunch of dogs there. You got because you got to figure there's going to be dogs just like pissing in the stands and. Right. I don't know. I mean, unless they're. Hmm. I don't know. I, mean, I guess you figure you take it's them like out a, before the game. 
you can handle a couple hundred dogs and cats. I feel like you can navigate one alligator shit and yeah, pissing everywhere. Just one alligator. I guess that's, that's fair. That's the least of your worries. Just in case I know that would be funny. Snapping. It's like yeah. they're finally they're, they're finally like okay, you know we've given it some thought and we don't think it really poses that much of a safety risk. If you, this is a very well behaved domesticated alligator, they finally let, let it in and it just starts pissing and shitting <laughs> everywhere. It's like God damn it, nonstop pee and poop. Like the one thing you didn't know about alligators is that they just piss and shit like crazy. He could probably suck down some dogs over dollar dog now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. He was throwing them in there like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think the alligator probably could have broken my record for sure. Oh, easy money. Yeah, yeah the alligator could break all three of our records combined. Well, Pat, well, you, I mean, you ain't he would, contributing yeah, that's much, That's not dude. even worth it That's for like me. two hot dogs. Yeah. That ain't nothing. But uh, you figure if the Eagles can bring it, if a fan could bring in a parrot week one, the first home game that they had that, we should obviously let it so lose. had a parrot. I missed that. A whole big old like cockatoo, like the ones with the little white top feathers and all that. Well, that kind of works a little better. I mean, the eagles are a bird. Yeah, uh, but they'd be letting them eagles through. I mean, God forbid that eagle just eyes them up and doof, that would be something to see right there if it just took it out. They did it again this week, another eagle. What, for real? Yeah, they let them out. Did the whole thing for the national anthem. So they don't just save it for the home opener? That's a every week thing now? I don't know. They said we're getting a flyover. And then that was it. So I was like, ah, I mean, this isn't a fly. Technically, I guess it's a flyover, but it's not like a jet. You know, it's just a bird, which is cool. It, it actually flew over us this time, which is neat. Well, but to to be fair, we talked about the the missing jet a couple pods yeah, ago. They're like, yeah, they're like, we gotta, yeah. we gotta uh, tighten the budget yeah. a little bit. We can't afford all those flyovers every game. Yeah, so just gonna have to settle for the eagle. <laughs> I'm I'm cool with that. But yeah, I mean, back to this alligator thing, man. So. An emotional support alligator, what do you think is emotionally comforting about hugging something with scales? If you had a cold mom or like a a, a cold dad, you know what I mean? People can be cold to people, you know what I mean? Like, oh, mom, I, I got a uh, hundred on my test. They're like, I don't care. They're just like, you know what I mean? Maybe the alligators for that could you feel. I guess it's probably still warm. Or right? you miss, no, they're cold blooded. But well, they probably give mean, off some sort of body heat. I don't think that means literally cold, right? I think they're cold. Isn't that they got to give off some sort of body heat, though, I'm sure. What does cold blood actually mean? I think they're but just cold. I don't think it means that the blood's cold. I don't, I don't think, think they run hot. I bet you they run cold. Well, let's, uh, let's find out. Yeah. What but is I also would think that maybe the guy was born in, like, the bayou and, like, it's a home base, the home body thing. Like, he misses being down home with all the gators. So it's his emotional support, like a like a little blanket is when you're a kid. Yeah, like a little piece of home. Yeah, but your piece of home is a four-foot alligator. Average body temperature for alligator. Calling it right now. It's got to be chilly. Not all ages for alligators. Like a... Pre, like a... I don't think this thing's full-grown, no? Or unless it's like a dwarf gator? 82 to 92 degrees Fahrenheit. What? So... What? Certainly cooler than us, and it's probably noticeable, but it gives off some body heat. So I guess maybe they're comforting in so that they provide some sort of body heat. But all them scales and spikes, man, God forbid, like, it hits you with that claw too hard, man. that tail, they've got that... For that tail. Rip around. Yeah, not for me, man, not for me. I might have an emotional support pig, an emotional support horse. Hell yeah. Well, Not an alligator. Do you think they'd like to bring a horse into CDP? Maybe like Probably not. One yeah. of them like you really can't control the bowels on a horse. Nah, they'd just be pooping everywhere. Yeah. At least they're used to horses though down there in the parking lot. So That's it's not true. like, you know, you just leave that go. I would get like a emotional support, like a Shetland pony with them little guys. That'd be cool. 
Yeah, yeah, that'd be all right. What about a chicken? Mm. Nah, I don't think they're very comforting. Nah, maybe like uh, one of those chickens used for like cockfighting because at least they have like they're mean, cool hair. Yeah, yeah but right. then you that's that's not comforting. Well, it's that's like brutality. A, all right, well, I'm I went more toward like like a, I, like a, yeah, like a watchdog. What one of those uh, emotional support chickens where they put like razor blades attached <laughs> to their claws and shit? Like those are the the friendly ones. You know, everyone's emotional support is different. Damn, that was a judgment free zone. <laughs> well, I guess I'll tell you what, the Phillies lose. Everyone in Philly's gonna need their emotional support animal, whatever it is. I might just go buy a horse shit. You but might, yeah. Hopefully they win. Do we want to get into it? Start talking some Phillies yeah, baseball. Might as well. The topic of the day. So I think we uh we all kind of unanimously agree that the Marlins were our least favorite opportunity of teams to play yeah. in this wild card round. And yeah. I don't know if I mean I don't know. I'm not pref- really scared of the whole like weirdness about them. I don't know. Like I still think that like the Diamondbacks would have been a much better team. Um but yeah, I don't know. I guess the Mar the our games against the Marlins are always just kind of weird. I guess I wouldn't say fear, but I felt better playing the Diamondbacks. I just feel like with our history with the Marlins, it's not like the Sixers playing Boston where at least Boston is typically really good. The Marlins aren't that good, but it's just something about playing a team that you know you should beat. They're very scrappy. And it just, yeah, you know, the only upside, though, is that they're down two of their aces, or at least one ace and then another starter, so that'll help from their bullpen area. So if our bats can kind of get into it, we'll be good to go. But, you know, it's playoffs, baby. It's CBP. Anything can happen. Uh, At the end of the day, I guess it doesn't really matter who they play if the Phillies have that mentality of we're going to get through this round and focus on the Braves. I mean, even John Clark was like, well, Atlanta and there's all this. They're the hottest team right now. It's like we got to get through Monday, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday first before we look to that. But, you know, they're definitely going to be a tough opponent. Yeah, I think we kind of all came to the agreement that it doesn't truly matter who the Phillies play because if the Phillies are on their P's and Q's, if they're at home, the fans are rallying behind them. They they can beat any team. We saw them beat Houston last mm-hmm. year in the World Series, hitting five dingers in a World Series game. Uh, it's toasty out there. It's going to be toasty out there the next three days. Balls are going to be flying. I think those dingers are going to be yeah, flying, yeah. dude. Um, the one concern I do have is that the Marlins are starting two lefties, and I think their top three or four bullpen guys are all lefties. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have a lot of lefties. We know that guys. we got Harper, Schwarber, Stott. Um, who am I forgetting? Mar- no. Marsh. Yeah, yeah, Marsh. Yeah, we got four big bats that are lefties in our lineup. JT at home, for whatever reason, just can't get it together. So I'm a little concerned that their lefties could kind of neutralize us, but I think it really puts the onus on Trey Turner, Castellanos, uh, Trevor's boy, Rojas. Mm-hmm. These right-handed bats are going to have to step up and really make these guys pay because, yeah, I'm not feeling too great having to face a bunch of lefties. And they're coming in somewhat hot. I mean, what, they were 33-13 and 13 in their last couple games? You know, that last In one-run games. They were 33-13 and yeah. 13 in one-run games, so, which is, is weird. But and we don't play well in – I mean, we're we're not the best extra-inning team, but I just feel like we really need to get a good jump on these guys because we have, as opposed to the last postseason when we had this magical run where expectations were high at the beginning of the year, but then we kind of slid in and had that underdog mentality. I feel like we carried the weight of expectations this season, and the Marlins – they're just playing with house like they don't it doesn't really I'm sure as a fan you'd be hoping that they win, but just looking at it, we should be the ones coming out on top. So 
I'd be, it's always more fun when you're playing from the other side where you can just every win is that much more meaningful from the mm-hmm. Marlins perspective. Yeah, you can make the argument that they're really not too different from the Phillies last year. No. Snuck in as like the last wild card. No one really expected them to be there. People expected us to be there given the our Cubs, payroll though, last year. The Cubs dropped like a bag of yeah, bricks that was nuts yeah the Cubs really dropped the ball there but yeah the Marlins come in riding some sort of momentum I don't know how much momentum and again I don't know when they see CBP yeah I mean the, these guys are used to playing in front of like 10,000 fans at max and five yeah, of those five of that thousand is the other team usually. yeah five of that thousand is <laughs> right. our fans now they're gonna yeah. be playing in front of 45,000 fans it's hot people have been liquored up drinking in the parking lot them beers them shots been going down mm-hmm. easy Riding that high from the Eagles win. I mean, like I said, the city is – even walking over here today, everybody it just seemed like a little bit of a buzz going down. You hear the helicopters in the air. Everyone's trying to catch a glimpse of what's going down. It's it's exciting time to be at CBP in October. Yeah. I think it has to be a statement game, though. You can't be sneaking out with like a – I don't want to see a close game game one. Mm-mm. The players have been gassing this up all year about we just want to get to the postseason in, you know, in Philly and have that home place rocket. Well – I don't want to see you guys come out here and squeak out. The out like a yeah, like you better come out here then and start yeah. barreling that ball and let's see some dingers out here today. It's going to be hot, muggy. The balls will be flying. Everybody hits. Woohoo! So, come on now. And hopefully Wheeler is rested up, can pitch a really good game. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the important thing is we were able to get our rotation some rest. Yeah. This whole stretch coming down the last month of the season, we were all saying, yeah, let's clinch a little early, mm-hmm. get these guys some much-needed rest. We are able to do that. Nola's going to be pitching on, what, like six or seven days rest? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a Wheeler's while. kind of on his regular turn, but he prefers that if we get to a game three, whoever it is, I don't Flip think we know yet. Yeah. But they'll have at least gotten regular rest, if not a little bit more. Um, And then the bullpen. Yep. A lot of these guys have gotten to get a little rest, too. They weren't really used in these last few games because there wasn't really a whole lot of high leverage. Yeah. So... Hopefully that's worth something. Hopefully Craig Kimbrell, if he does pitch, doesn't allow a guy to walk and just instantly end up on third because uh, it's two yeah. stolen bases. Well, hopefully we'll see, like you said, that that too with the crowd rocking to the Marlins' disadvantage. You know, it's a boost and a morale boost as a, you know, as you get down the game, the bullpen guys, you, know, you hear that, you know, once it's two outs and nobody on, hopefully they get more jazzed up that way to, to pitch a little bit better. Kimbrel's used to a bigger environment that way, too, in his, earlier in his career. But hopefully uh, he hits lightning and gets some juice going because he was phenomenal to start the season. There is a reason why he was an all-star. So just got to find that rhythm again. And the Phillies have a way of turning guys' uh, seasons around that way. So if Kimbrel needs to get that kicked into gear by a big crowd today, I would love to see it. Someone, someone was pointing out that um, the his Kimbrel's like splits. If you if you look at it from before and after, they introduced that like welcome to the jungle yeah. entrance thing. Mm-hmm. He's been so much worse after, which like I mean obviously is just like I don't think there's anything to that. But I don't know. Maybe a man that needs to get another song. Maybe uh, I mean there's way better songs than Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, but it's a little you know <laughs> it's, it's a little corny. The light the thing I do with the lights is pretty cool though. I'll say yeah, that, that was it's, sick. It's I wasn't cool expecting thing. that. Yeah, blacked out for it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember what like. Lidge had something, but I don't think it was. I, I also don't think walk up songs were as like as major like that before. I feel like recent years now it's gotten to be like people look for who's got the best song and all this shit. There's a whole Spotify yeah. playlist for that shit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like the Mets guy, but then he got season. That shit was dream. fire. I like that. 
Fuego or whatever classic. it was. Yeah. yeah, that was I'm not gonna lie, that was sick. If that was us, I'd be like, yeah, that's honestly the best one. But, yeah. So did you guys see they're keeping the pitch clock? They are. Yeah. I guess that uh, makes they sense. Decide for like, I mean, I kind of assume they would, but yeah, they're going to have. I read an article about it today. I forget what the the official term is for these guys, but they're going to have the best people that manage or reign the pitch clock, the ones that had like the few, fewest violations and the fairest kind of rotate throughout the postseason, kind of like they do with umpires or like they do with refs. Well, they better not sports. have Angel fucking Hernandez out there. Yeah, all this postseason. I would keep him so. very far away from a postseason game, but Price they'll have clock. actual pitch clock operators. Cool. Okay. Aside from the umps that I guess have graded well by whatever metrics they grade these guys by. I was kind of hoping they just get rid of the pitch clock altogether, but I guess I guess if the guys have been playing with it, it all year, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you've played a hundred and plus games. Like if you're used to it, I could see it fucking people up if they now go back on it. If you're expecting to be quick with it, you know, I, we knew this was going to be a shit yeah. show. It'd be, it'd be funny if they just like threw all those new rules out for the playoffs. Like, oh, we're going back to the smaller bases. Uh, yeah, <laughs> shift five back hour on. game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yo, are they still doing the Ghost Runner? In extra innings, don't, they don't have that in playoffs. No, right? I don't think they, yeah, they did dumb that as hell. either. Yeah. yeah, I think in the playoffs, it's just normal extra innings, which is good. Which yeah. could be in our favor because the Marlins are a fastest. They're they're faster shit too. Yeah, some quick players. And uh, what was I listening to? I was listening to uh, Shield Kapadia's podcast. He had Jack Fritz and James Seltzer from WIP on, and they reminded me, or like listening to this podcast reminded me. You remember that one game? Where Kimbrell intentionally balked, yeah, because the the guys were just he was tipping his pitches and the guys on second were giving signs to mm-hmm. the the guy at the plate. I don't want a man on second to start extra innings if Kimbrell's there pitching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just gonna balk the guy over. So now a wild pitch, a ground ball, anything scores him. So yeah, I could certainly do without that stupid ghost runner rule, please. I'm all for a 16 inning playoff game. I don't remember them uh, doing yeah. that. Give me a reason saw... to stay up till 2 a.m. I don't know if we saw Fucking any extra inning Roy games. Oswald in left field. Last postseason, kind of I can't remember if they did that last year or not. I don't think there were any like super long games, but they definitely didn't have the Ghost Runner. That was okay, not cool. in the postseason. Yeah, I think the game one of the World Series against Houston. I think it was in the 10th when JT hit that solo home run to right. I don't think. Okay. Yeah, no one was on. It was I, a solo home yeah. run. Yeah. Such a long postseason. The memory gets a little foggy, especially when you lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of long postseasons, how y'all livers feeling? Ready to roll. I had to give mine a couple days, or I guess a day. <laughs> I gave mine yesterday off. <laughs> uh, coming off a good Sunday, sweated most of it out. It was nice and hot then, but I'm feeling ready. It's I love it when the city's it changes colors like that. Where like during the week it's red, and on the weekend everyone's green because you got you're riding that high. Like if the Phillies win this first series coming into the weekend, and everyone's gonna be pumped out for the birds to stay on the field. Like it's got a great. It's a great time of year that way, rhythm-wise, especially when both teams are playing, honestly, the best they've played since the early 2000s together at the same time, which is exciting to be around again. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize that the – if suppose, assuming that we do make it past the wild card round, like the division round starts on like Saturday, I think. It's like Oh, soon. that's soon. Yeah, quick? it's like quick. Oh, jeez. Damn. Well, I'm pretty guess that, sure. Someone can look it up to be sure, but I'm pretty sure it's like – That makes like sense. You don't – like – you don't was, need to delay it. The last game's Thursday. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty quick last time, too. I mean, it was like, you know, we had Thursday yeah. night football and then a baseball game. And then it was Sunday football. And it, I mean, it was a lot. That's why it was hard to keep up at, with drinking because it was like every day. It was like, oh, my God. They <laughs> You're keep telling going, me. Keep going. Yeah. Adios mio. Jeez. Yeah, I ain't ready for all that. But I'll get ready in a few days, I suppose. 
Yeah, let's get through this first wild card round. It's like the good temperature gauge here. But feeling good. I think they come off on top. I'm going to say score is going to be... I'd like to see 8-4. That's game one. I mean, by the time a lot of people hear this, game two might be over. Yeah. Or at least well, we, it might be between game one and game two. So what are your what's your prediction for the series? I guess that's probably the, the thing to predict here. Two games and done. Okay. They have to. I think it's going three. I think tonight we're going to win just like a fairly like normal game. Like I think it'll be like five to two, something like that. Wheeler looks fine. A couple, you know, driving a few runs. Tomorrow, I think... Nola's going to be good, <laughs> oh. and it's going to be one of those frustrating games where he, d- he just can't score a run for him mm. for whatever reason, and like seventh inning or something, he like gives up a home run or something, mm-hmm. and we end up losing like two to one or some crazy shit like that, and then Thursday, bats come alive like nine to three when okay. put him away. I'll I like that. Crush him on Thursday. Okay. Like yeah, so for, for game one, I got us winning. I think Wheeler comes out and shoves. I think we win 6-1. Mm-hmm. We had a couple dingers. I think Nick Castellanos gets a dinger. He's the, he's the big right-handed bat in the lineup. They got yep. all these lefties. Yep. He hits a two-run home run. Uh, JT gets off the schneid against his former team. Comes up with a big RBI double. Don't know how we score the other three runs, but we win 6-1 behind Wheeler. I think Nola's going to shit the bed tomorrow, personally. It's not, it's uh, not I far, hate to put that in. It's not like, a bad bet. Th- that bad energy out there, but... He has looked good lately. Mm. He has he has played. He's been playing how you predicted, where he had he starts off hot, and the bats don't want to play like it hasn't worked out that way yet. Where he like has played very well for six or seven innings, and the bats have also given support. He has been playing his last couple starts where he has been doing very well, and then you're relying on bullpen at the end of the game or someone to do something magical at the end. Well, here's what I'm gonna say: is I think Noel is shaky early. This has this could go one of two ways. It could go the Trey Turner way, where the fans support him and coach him through it. Mm. He gets through it, or it gets tense. Everyone's butthole gets a little tight. Mm-hmm. People are going to pass and stow, ripping shots. Everyone's getting anxious, <laughs> and Nola just collapses, and we lose. Mm-hmm. What I think is going to happen is the former. We saw it with Trey Turner, where we had his back. We coached him through it. He got it. So I think Noah Shaky gives up four runs. The offense comes alive. Like I said, dingers are still going to be flying. It's going to be 85 tomorrow. Yep. We rally and win 8-5. We sweep him. All right. We're on the same boat that way. I think they're both very... Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they couldn't, too. I don't want it to go no, through. No, but yeah, that would yeah. be a logical... It's, a, it's what the Phillies have been doing this season, right? We're like... You know, Noel's been frustrating that way, and I can see that. And it's the Marlins, so I can see that making sense. I'm not uh, turned off by any expectations of that at all. It's just what we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Nola hasn't given us the confidence to be like, oh, hell yeah, we got Wheeler and Nola against the Marlins. We should be like, yeah, it's easy money, but this isn't Cole Hamels and Roy Holiday. Like, we got, yeah. you know, Nola hasn't been on his P's and Q's yet. But hopefully right. he proves us wrong. I would love to see that. He said that back in August. We're just trying to get to October. So prove prove what you said right a couple months ago. Yeah, I think the one thing he has going for him, and this is why I could be wrong, this is what I was saying before, is he's had, what, six or seven days of rest. Mm-hmm. Him with extra rests is usually money. Yeah. So in that sense, he could come out and deal. 
but the the ball's going to be flying out of the ballpark for them tomorrow too. So especially with the rest, his last couple of games, his velocity, and we saw it all season. Mm-hmm. His velocity quite wasn't there, but you know you're two hundred plus out to get in a season. I mean the guy's got gas when he wants to, but yeah, I think I think you hit it on the head right there. Yeah, so I guess we all feel as though the Phillies are going to win. Just a matter optimistic. of optimistic. Just a matter of if it's in two games or three games. That third game, man, a Thursday night game, Thursday. Place will if, be rocking. If it's tight like that, ugh, I'm. You're going to see some fights. You're going to see it get ugly down there. If it's 1 1 and wild card and the Phillies ugh. are down bad by like the fifth, sixth inning, it's going to get. Mm-hmm. It'll feel like it's over before it even started. I don't yeah. want that. But whatever, man. I think I said before, Nola Connor reminds me of 09 Hamels. Hopefully he rises above that. Mm hmm. We all know how 09 Hamels went crying at the end of the playoffs. Like, yeah. I just want this season to end, bitch. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. I do. Th- I think that, like, Noel has been, I don't know. I think he's shown a little more signs of life than 09 Hamels. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah, 09 Hamels, 09 Hamels was, was just like a, that was just a nightmare all season. And, like, Sad. yeah, I mean, like I was saying, like, I, I have been encouraged lately by, like, Noel's past two, three starts. Um, and he did show up in the playoffs last year. Um, he ran out of gas towards the end, but the yeah. first couple starts, he was very good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. That do it with the Phils. Does it for the Phils? We can touch on the birds then. Yeah, do or we want to do whatever? Do we want to talk, touch on the uh, the Sixers shit? Um, and with the birds. Yeah, we can yeah. we can finish strong with the birds. Yeah. Plus, we'll we'll. Have a birds game this weekend, so yeah, we can touch on the Sixers here in the middle. So Drew Holiday is not Swinging a Sixer. A miss. Yeah. Nope. Hi, we we nope. we had the whole trade package yep. lined up, ready to roll. Articular plan we laid we out it, last week, ready to send out to uh, Portland, and it all crumbled right before our very eyes. I think the very next day, I think it was yeah, that. It didn't thir- take I think long. it was like that Thursday. Yeah, we or called Friday. it that Wednesday. Yeah, it happened. You know, it happened before the Eagles game. It happened Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's yep. Right. So that, there's that. And it could have gone to any other team, but no, it had to be a trade deal with Boston, which is even more of like a smack yeah, in the salt face. In the wind, yeah. <laughs> like, what I will on. say is, yes, it does suck to lose out on Drew Holiday to Boston. At the same time, man, their team, like up front, what they trade? They traded Robert Williams. Marcus Smart. Well, Marcus gone. Smart's gone, but yeah, he He's was in another Porzingis trade. Porzingis is in there, yeah. Yeah, but they traded Robert Williams. Brogdon, who always killed us in a couple of first-round picks, if I'm not mistaken. They did. So, if you think about it, if you want to look at this in any sort of positive light, their two big men right now are Al Horford, who's old as dirt. Like, he's one of the few NBA players still older than me. <laughs> and, uh, what do you call it, Chris Stapps Perzingis, who's yeah, always hurt. Yeah, and like, not reliable. Even though he's 7'3 and is 260 pounds or whatever, kind of plays like he's... 6-2. He also doesn't play. That's true. Yeah, he doesn't play. So, what this does is it does kind of raise the Celtics' ceiling, but it really lowers their floor, man. If anything happens to one of those two guys, that team's done. Yeah. Not yeah. saying that the Sixers are in prime position to capitalize on that, but... Yeah, that's true. But then, at the end of the day, it sucks because we could have had Drew Holiday. Yeah. And then, of course, like, the Bucks are... Oof. Definitely better than uh, us I mean, right now. And because the Heat got pretty much picked apart in the offseason, they lost a lot of guys that way. And then you figure the Bucks just 
they're they're the clear favorites in the East. I mean, I don't see how anybody could not be compared to them. A lot of like the NBA like beat writers and podcast guys are still saying the Celtics, but I think they're ignoring the fact that Horford's old as dirt and Porzingis is always injured. And but, it depends on how these new guys play together. Like, yeah, everything always looks good on paper at the beginning of the year, but you know, I mean, big threes don't always work out when that goes down that yeah, way. Yeah, look like, at Brooklyn a couple years yeah, ago. Maybe, I mean, not to say that the Bucks are going to be ass that way, but like, you know, you got at least two decent personalities there with Giannis and now Dame. You know, Middleton's back there healthy again, so he doesn't affect that. But like, you know, they got to figure new head coach. So it's all. That's a good point. It's a different. You know, how does he use those guys? You got people that are going to want to run the thing, and Dame pretty much was a diva all offseason. So there's a potential for. You sound like you think the Sixers are going to be the number one seed in the East. Not that nah, I. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> at least top five. Nah. At least top five. No, I'm kidding. I, don't, I have no expectation for the Sixers, but I like that they kind of have a more scrappy feel to them this year, which they haven't had in a while. We've had all this expectation of be number one, mm-hmm. get to the championship every year. Like, I think this season we'd be happy if they just get to the playoffs, honestly, after all this shit. Yeah. I mean, they'll definitely be in the playoffs. My yeah. point, though, is that, like, we do better yeah. as a do Philadelphia sports Joel team Embiid. when, like, there's no high expectation. They have a lot of young guys, new head coach as well. We'll see how it pans out. You know, I'm okay with that. Boston's got everything now riding on this trade. The Bucks clearly are going all in. It feels okay. You know, we picked up some solid role guys, and we'll see how that pans out. I, I get what you mean. In a lot of ways, this kind of feels like it did a couple years ago. Yeah, let me get one. Uh, with uh, the Ben Simmons situation when he was holding out, that team without Ben was still a really fun regular season team before yeah. they traded for Harden. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that we're kind of headed towards something like that again. I don't have any like dreams of this team making the NBA Finals. Mm-mm. But they'll tread water. They'll be an entertaining regular season team. I mean, we've seen that for... Every year in the Joel Embiid era, so yeah, like yeah. it's nothing new, but and I mean, who knows? Maybe they do like eventually get something <clears throat> decent back for Harden. I'm not counting on it, but yeah, yeah. But, I, you know. I mean, I guess we have to talk about his dumbass a little bit. So didn't report to media day. Did not report to the first day of training camp, but apparently. I just saw this. Yeah, they're saying he's, he's going to show. He's up. in Colorado, or just got. Yeah, he's going to show Colorado, up tomorrow. Yeah. What the hell do you think that is going to be like? You think he comes in in a fat suit? You think he comes in in a t-shirt that says Daryl Morey's a liar? You think... Uh, I hope he comes up show, showing up looking like Tony Soprano. You just think like he comes in, robe, in hungover? Just fat. Yeah, he's, wear, he comes in, he's, like just wear, he's wearing flip-flops <laughs> yeah. and a robe. Flip-flops, a robe, a plate of gabagool. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's, right, got, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's complaining about the orange juice. He's drinking his red wine that he that he got uh, like in China and shit. Yeah. You think he's found any strip clubs in... Fort Collins, Colorado, which is like several mi- is. several like hours. I think it's like three or four hours north of Denver. So it's yeah. kind of out in the boonies. Probably some, yeah. He probably found some kind of strip club. Probably found the blue. Yeah. Yo, what do you think a bluegrass strip club is like? Nasty. Probably uh, real gross. Yo, some bluegrass is all right, though. I like a bluegrass, uh, uh, some bluegrass bands. Bluegrass bands, fine, but bluegrass, a bluegrass strip, strip clubs strip in club Colorado. Might be all right. I, I don't know about that. I feel like you'd have to go down south to find some good ones. You can't be going up to Colorado. I I don't know. I I have a bad feeling about that. You probably got some weird like hippie chicks with like I don't know. It just I can't picture <laughs> it looking good. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna get too into detail about yeah. it. I, don't I mean, know. I don't know what like a good like. Uh... I feel like all those places are pretty dark <laughs> and miserable. I feel well, like Dave Chappelle did uh... a bit about that, where he's like. 
I, I, I feel like I've got myself in trouble before. I'm not going to say anything here, but I can't imagine it being, you know, the best trip club after being. Yeah, he's Houston, used to Atlanta, Philadelphia. Houston, yeah. Now you're going to some. Well, that's why I was hopeful that we could have flipped something around for uh, Portland because Portland's supposed to be known for their strip clubs. Nah. Yeah, in Portland. Yeah. I guess yeah. There's probably not a whole hell of a lot else to do in Portland. Yeah, you I mean, can go on a hike. It's I always guess. gray though. Yeah. Too, you get you know, gotta get some kind of fun in there. But yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I'm expecting a shit show. I don't expect anything pleasant. I feel like Hard's gonna come in here with some weird energy. I mean, you got we'll touch on it a little bit, but you got Jimmy Butler showing up, arguably the best show up. Incredible, so far two years in a row yeah. he's done this. Yeah, uh, but I expect Harden to do not anything like that, but something that's just weird. See, man, I think he's going to show up. He's going to get on the mic. He's just going to be sour and kind of just a little bitch about it. That doesn't mean anyone's going to do anything. I don't think the players really care. All indications from the players are that James has his 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 issue. We support him. We're here to play basketball. So I don't think he's going to be a come a distraction in that sense. If anything, I just think he's going to whine and pout mm-hmm. and just. It'll be more of a distraction for everyone outside of the team than the players themselves. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that translates to when it comes time to play actual games. I think it'll be him mailing it in like his last game with the Nets, that game against Sacramento, when he was literally just letting people run by him on defense. In, in which case, maybe they send him home. I don't know. I don't know what they can do in that situation. But tomorrow, or whenever he shows up <clears> to training camp, I don't really have expectations he does anything too outlandish. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard to expect anything, like, crazy. I think it'll just be, yeah, like you were saying, just half-assing everything and whatever. And the weird thing is, too, like, now with the rule of you can't you can't not start two healthy starters. So if he, right, if he is on the yeah, team, and, and, and we have, like, they fit – between him and Embiid, they fit the criteria of like multiple All Stars and a couple of uh, you know, All NBA teams or whatever. Like, I don't. That's where it's going to be weird of how that pans out. Where like he'll be forced to play, I guess, or you He's know, gonna, like yeah. I feel like the I feel like Nick Nurse has to prepare the team this whole offseason. I feel like we should get an exception because it's like, look, no one's no one's showing up to these games to watch James Harden. <laughs> like, let's be real. Yeah, that's but true. like, I don't like, know, like what I'm not if I'm the I'm not going to get fined as a team because this guy doesn't want to play. Like, I'm going to have to do what I have to do that way, I guess. But they'll start making up phantom injuries. Yeah, he, he might. They might start making him up yeah. for him. That, uh, that this, hamstring shit will mm-hmm. pop up again. This Harden, whole sure. rule, mm-hmm. like teams are just going to find ways to circumvent it by saying. Oh yeah, Joel Embiid's out with left toe soreness. Yeah. Like, well, Kawhi came out too and said like I'm going to manage my own work. Like I'm not. It doesn't matter what any rules are. Like I'm going to play. Yeah, he's still going to lie and say yeah, yeah, yeah. My my left pinky is bruised, or uh, I burnt my ear while I was blow drying my hair. I can't play. <laughs> they'll just, you know what I'm they'll just start milking yeah. like the like uh, like mental health stuff and just be like James True. Harden is feeling sad today. Uh, I mean that worked for Ben Simmons for how long <laughs> yeah. for for most of his yeah. holdout. Yeah, but yeah, that it is true. Got to prep the team as if it, Harden's not going to be on this team at all, which I think is why they've been making some some moves. I guess I mean. Yeah, can't replace a guy like James Harden. I mean, they brought in Kelly Uber. They were like, "Yeah, James, we're bringing in the guy that is now married to the girl that cheated on you." Damn, <laughs> brutal. 
Yo, Cal Eber is a good looking man, dude. He is a very I've seen pictures person, of him. That's a handsome man, dude. I'm excited to I'm there are a few things I'm excited for. I'm excited for B Ball Paul. Mm-hmm. You seen yeah, B Ball Paul yesterday? Yeah. They he walks up to the podium. He asks people how they're doing. They ask him how he's doing. He goes, Estoy bien. Estoy bien. <laughs> he's been working on his Spanish, man. He's a good dude. I'm excited yeah. for him. Maxi. It's always fun seeing his smile back around. Yeah. Yes, for all the like BS that we've dealt with and for how low my expectations are for this team, I'm excited to see some of these guys play and see how some of them have developed. I don't expect Nick Nurse to make a huge difference just given the card, the hand of cards he's been dealt. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see what he can do. He does some weird things, some cool things schematically. The vibe seemed good. I mean, it was fun seeing everybody at least look in good spirits showing up. You know? Yeah. Even Embiid looked decent. Like, no one showed up like... He came out in his Phillies beanie. Yeah, no one yeah. came out looking outwardly disappointed yet. You know, obviously, could see that changing when Harden enters the chat, but at least everybody... <laughs> Did you see, uh, like, Maxi doing his, like, trip being, like, an interviewer or whatever? Yeah. Like, he was, like... <laughs> I mean, he, was, he was asking, like, Joel Embiid, like, what would... If you could have, like, one, like, superpower, what would it be? And he was, like... He's like, I'd uh, be invisible so I could rob banks. <laughs> 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 like, oh, man. Damn, dude. See, man, however all this ends with Embiid, this guy's still a treasure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, he has not shown up in playoff games and certainly feels some type of way about that and wish he would be better in the playoffs. But the guy's still just hilarious. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. For a lot of his career, he's kind of represented the city Big really time. well. Certainly the last couple playoff performances haven't, but outside of that, he's he's been iconic. And I'm glad that he's happy, at least for the time being. He's saying all the right things. Yeah, We'll see where things go as far as the season goes. He's a treasured Philadelphia athlete for sure. I mean, he's up there. I would put him up there with AI and, you know, Chamberlain and all those guys too that, like, you know, were statement players. You know, Mike Schmidt, shit like that. Like, he's going to be a guy that is a Philly legend no matter what happens after the season. You can't not love Embiid. Yeah, there's hasn't always worked out in our favor, but you know, it's not the name of the game. Look, and he gives man. he do, he does give you his all. We got to see him win an MVP finally, which was I love watching that video still with you know him getting emotional about it with the team around him. But would love to obviously get a ring with him. But yeah, I think the know. only thing that could really tarnish his uh, legacy in Philadelphia is if he were to reveal a close friend's cancer diagnosis without their family's permission and uh, post a <laughs> Nazi apology on Twitter. Well, Kurt Schilling had already sullied his reputation long before this past weekend, but point taken. Yeah, they're yeah. like, well, that guy's got cancer. And then, yeah. And then he dies a couple of days later. Oh, that's a God. bad juju right there. Yeah, Kurt mm-hmm. Schilling's an asshole, man. Dude. Yeah. Is oh. he, he's on the wall of fame. Dude, yeah, this yeah, is how bad. They, this is how crazy it's got. Like, there was an article in like the Inquirer the other day of something like an opinion piece, something being like, "It's time for the Phillies to take down Kurt Schilling's Wall of Fame plaque and cut ties with the former." I've seen this, and like, and of course, like I'm just like a sicko, so I have to read the Twitter replies. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I gotta see, and like, there's like, of course, a few people that are like, "Oh, the woke agenda, blue blah. blah. <laughs> but like, I, honestly, like most people were just like, "Yeah, no, for real." Like they, this is a past due. They should like yeah. even 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 people that are like, "Yeah, I'm like not like a PC guy, but this is crazy." <laughs> like, Rolling you know, down, you see even like, like, Rose commentator, like, you're like, "What the fuck?" He's barely got anyone in his corner anymore. Revealing <laughs> yeah. something like that and then like issuing a Nazi apology—that's not like a bipartisan. Like, oh, this is a woke thing or. 
yeah, this is just some crazy right wing thing. It's just like, yeah, yeah no, you don't do that like, regardless dude. of oh. where you stand on the political spectrum. Mm-mm. So yeah, Kurt Schilling, man, bad person. I highly doubt you're listening, but if you do, we do not appreciate you on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Drill and bead, much better. Yeah. Much better yeah. guy. And then speaking I'll of- say it. <laughs> <laughs> if no one else is gonna say it, I will say it. <laughs> speaking of good guys, we can talk about the one who truly got away, man, Jimmy Butler. Oh uh, man. He's in his emo face. Good man, better hair. That shit was so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, I started cracking up. I, I don't really have good phone service right now, but I would read like the one interview he gave where he's like, yeah, I'm in my emo phase. First I was, I was sad. Then it was okay. Then I was sad. No, I don't remember the exact quote, but then he <laughs> goes, I'm excited, but you can't tell. Cause I'm not really smiling, but I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> then all the names that came out too said, Jimmy heat world, ball out boy. Heat <laughs> Wentz, Absolutely. No one. And then it was like him, Peter Parker, and Spider-Man 3. He <laughs> showed up all like that. Oh, my God. Panic at the free throw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, viewers, because tonight will be the night that I will ball for you. <laughs> viewers and listeners, I'm sure many of you have seen this. But if you haven't, do yourself a favor and just Google Jimmy Butler on Media Day. Uh, you don't even have to use 2023. You could use 2022 because y'all remember these showed oh up at yeah. Media Day last year. Yeah. My man just, he's got some style about him. Still a great player. Now Miami doesn't have shit. They lost, or That's I shouldn't say they don't have shit. But they they still have out of bio. They pretty they much lost Struess. The they lost Vincent. They lost. They still have Hero, but he was in trade talks all year. He's going to be upset. Lowry, I guess they got. Lowry's old as dirt. Yeah, but they pretty much all the guys that got them into those big wins in the postseason are gone. Are all gone, yeah. and they got really, honestly, nothing in in return for it. Damn. Yeah, all for the expectation like, of getting Dame and ugh. Yeah, Pat Riley's just going to try to make up for it by putting them all through, like, the most, like, insane workout program. Possibly, like, they're all just, like, dead before the season starts. Yeah, he's a sicko, man. (laughs) But, yeah, Jimmy Butler. Shout out Jimmy Butler. Just doing what he wants to do. Being in his emo phase. You seen after the Drew Holiday trade, he was talking about tampering for some reason. Yeah, yeah. It's like there was no tampering involved, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. But you do you, man. You got put the league on notice that you got to look into this. <laughs> yeah, I love Jimmy Butler. We that, the one that got away. One of the saddest losses of a of a player right there. We would for damn sure probably. I cause I shouldn't say for damn sure because weird things happen every season. But we definitely would have won an Eastern Conference Bar- semifinals. Barring any injuries, we probably yeah, we made it yeah, NBA finals by now. Definitely. And here we are. We chose Ben Simmons, Brett Brown over Jimmy Butler. That's probably a Josh Harris thing, which at some point I'm going to unleash a Josh Harris rant, but maybe not today. We can fo- focus on, unless you got anything else on yeah. the Sixers, so we can focus on Harris, the other Josh Harris beat, team. Yeah, we beat his commanders. Yo, was he in the booth? I don't know. I, I didn't see they didn't pan out to that. I didn't see that. I saw uh, Donna Kelsey was in the building with uh, Jake from State Yeah, Farm. what the hell is that <laughs> all about? I love it. Yeah, it goes from like, she's hanging out with Taylor Swift, the Chiefs game, and then the Eagles is Jake from State which Farm. Is, which is really uh, Patrick Mahomes' boy, because he's in all the State Farm yeah, commercials. Yeah. He has nothing yeah. to do with it. Eagle. He's got Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, but he's in the Philly. I don't know. I Maybe mean, he was doing a shoot in Philly. That's no. the only thing I could think of. Anyway, so they were there. She was there, and then she hopped on a flight. Well, I guess... Maybe just drove to New yeah, York. To New York, yeah. yeah. But super bomb. Good to see her in there. But yeah, they squeaked out an ugly win. But 
I feel like watching the game, it didn't feel as close as it really was in a way. Like there were times that I felt like, oh, this is like not a big deal. And then obviously they got that last minute touchdown for Washington. But yo, hold up about that last minute touchdown. You seen Ron Rivera say they didn't go for two? Oh yeah, because he was like, my players were gassed, dude. That was a long ass drive. It was a long ass quarter. Like it's just one more play, dude. right? Yeah. Also, yeah, it's like if if you think that your players are tired, what do you think the defense? Right, the defense right. Is they were getting too. cooked all game. Like, yeah, yeah, that was wild. I, I, that's uh, completely inexplicable. I mean, I don't know. It's just like I guess well, if you just have really like old school, like, I mean, I feel like that's not even just like an analytics thing that's just like you have a chance to win the game right yeah, you, now you're a nine and a half point like a, underdog yeah do you have like a fit like a 50 50 chance basically yeah i mean i guess there's other point i could have seen that where like okay you did that long drive you come away you tie it at least and you hope you get possession on the over overtime uh flip which they, which they did, did. <laughs> and I was, just so went I, three and out. I, i'm not gonna lie i was shitting a brick i was like man this yeah is like, i was i was, I was very like, concerned they, they couldn't stop toss. that third fourth quarter it was like yeah, I mean, that was granted, ugly. we still got five sacks on it but like the secondary looked like shit and it's sam howell or whoever the fuck it is killing us he had a like good that. game yeah phenomenal yeah, he was game. throwing dimes i couldn't really talk too much shit because like we we never really had that big of a lead yeah um and then when we did we gave it right back so you know what i'll say about the secondary is as good as Darius Slay is against ninety five <clears throat> excuse me, ninety five percent of receivers, Terry McLaurin kind of owns him. He's yeah, he's, he's, he's owned him pretty much every game oh, in his yeah. career. For, Terry McLaurin Justin uh, Jefferson he could do pretty well against, but McLaurin Yeah. I, but Washington of late with Ron Rivera has given us a hard time. I mean, they were the team that broke the record our ain't no streak last year. They cheated a bunch that um, game, but yeah, and the ref, they, they cheated again this not game. Not trying to be this now. guy, but the ref had a lot of Yo, interesting awful. calls. And the stadium was also on, but it wasn't just me saying it. Everybody, in I don't even was, know where to begin. The one the brotherly shove, push, push, cheek sneak, whatever oh, you yeah. want to call it, where Deron Payne's finger is literally They're touching like under the, the ball. ball. Yeah. yeah, what the hell, man? Yeah. It should have just been offsetting penalty. Like, yep. You shouldn't even call anything in that case. They're both yeah, cheating. Just, let it just go. run the, the play. Intentional grounding. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was wild. Uh, uh, and people were saying like, "Well, he overthrew him too much." I'm like, it looked like it was just a miss, op- like a miss route. Like AJ Brown turned around on a button hook, and yeah, it was clearly just like a miscommunication. And Hurst thought he was thing. going to the corner of the end zone, and then they throw a flag. I'm like, "Come on, man!" Yeah, that it's was like, horrible. Like, yeah. And then we ended up having a punt or a kick. We had to punt, I think, at that point. It was like, "What are we doing here?" Yeah, I think it took them out of field goal range. It did. Yeah. So you know, it was an ugly game, but it did remind me, which gave me some hope of the 2017 year where we. Jake Elliott That's had that exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. 61 yard field goal kick, and they picked him up, and we won the game, and it was ugly, but we pulled it off. A win's a win. I'll take it. It was nice to see the passing offense come to life. Um, but I feel like AJ this, Brown. I yeah. feel like this team, I like last two weeks, he's got 360 some yards and should be four, but he's got two touchdowns. Um, Devontae Smith with a crazy ass catch. Yeah, that catch was bonkers. Oh, oh, yeah. That was nuts. Um, but I think that this team finds a way to win. Then when one aspect of the team is playing strong and the other one's playing poorly, they find a way to lift each other up. This was the first game the defense really shit the bed. And the offense stepped the up. First half, well, the first half, that offense was anemic. Yeah. But they found a way to, to put 31 points up on the board still. So Eventually. They came, they came to life and they got their job done. But damn, we can't be doing this shit against good team. We got a, that stretch coming up. After, you know. See, that's what I'm going to bring up, right, is... Sure, you can get down 17-7 at halftime against Washington. They're decent, but they're, let's be honest, they're not good. 
they're certainly not great. They're not the Bills, the mm-hmm. the, the Niners, Same brand, yeah. the Cowboys, the Dolphins. You know what I'm saying? Hell, they're not even the Jets. Zach Wilson looked pretty good the other night. Yeah. He did look, yeah. yeah. And that, speaking about refs. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a different brutal. story. But, yeah, like, so Hurts kind of scared me. In that, I don't know if it was all on Hurts. I think some of it was certainly the offensive play calling again. But, yeah, that slow start was just rough, man. It's a division game. Crowds amped. Players should be up for it. Coaches should be up for it. And something was just – there was a disconnect. There were certainly throws that Hurts missed. There were certainly times he bailed from the pocket mm-hmm. when he should have stayed in there. He had guys open. But also, I don't know if the the offensive play calling was great. The offensive line. Was yeah, getting, they had a rough game. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Washington has a good defensive front. But that offensive line performance, that first half, was just bad, man. Yeah, I mean, it was hard to tell. Like, it was hard to tell uh, whether it was just Hurts like bailing too quickly, or if he was just getting forced out every time. But it seemed like he was just constantly getting flushed out of the pocket. Like, I think it's a combination. Like, yeah. certainly the first couple of times he gets flushed out. So then, your natural tendency, any humans, gonna think, okay, I've gotten flushed out a couple of times. The first sight of pressure, I got to get the hell up out of here again. Yeah. So I think then after. The first couple times he's he's flushed out, just his his default is I'm gonna look up. AJ Brown ain't open. I'm out, dude. Devontae ain't open. I'm out. Yeah, I wish they would rely in the beginning of games to establish the run first because mm-hmm. the offense feeds off of hitting people first. When they're when you're, especially with a defensive front like Washington has, you got two big Alabama guys in Deron Payne and uh, Jonathan Allen, and yep, you got Chase, Chase Young, Young back there. now and Montez Sweat. You know, you got a very formidable front four. I would love that front four, honestly, if I'm any team in the NFL. Um, but you run the ball. It doesn't matter who's against you that way. The offensive line finds a way. Swift is averaging six and a half yards a run, at least Yeah, he still NFL. had a pretty good game. Yeah. He, it was a, da- a down game compared to his last two. But... but I think that that's where it has to start because, you know, the passing hasn't quite been there yet. Second half, they turned it around, and I'm glad they did. But first half, he's throwing balls deep down the field, missing Devontae Smith twice on a wide-open fly route yeah right in our face in the end zone then you got dallas goddard again pretty much mia run the ball get some digging dunks here just establish the offense first because the defense was out there a lot and yeah. it showed by the, the second half like 80 some snaps it was a hot day it was, yeah by the second half they were done they couldn't you know i mean shout out though nicholas morrow great pickup uh by howie from the bears he had 11 tackles three sacks yeah, and he a fourth fumble, it, he crushed it. He that was a career. Our game linebackers for him. have been pretty service. Like they've been beyond service. Yeah, we only Very had unexpected. For we sure. only had five sacks that game. He had three of them. Yeah. So you know, on a decently mobile quarterback, he's not a super pocket passer. The guy can run a little bit, Howell. Um, but just a sloppy kind of game in the first half, and you can't do that coming down the stretch. I get it. You know, Hertz is like, oh, it's all about the win. However, we win, we win. However, you gotta clean that shit up, man. And that's a sign of. I think Desai is a little bit ahead of where our offensive coordinator is For now, sure. the new one. Yeah. Um, he still had a tough game, but, you know, those guys are kind of tired. I mean, You're dealing with injuries in Cindy the secondary. Brown wasn't even exactly. a starter. Right, he wasn't right. even suited up, so I get that. But And divisional game. But, yeah, I don't know. They got to – I don't know what more evidence they need to decide that it's run the ball first offense, pass later. I get it. We got all these weapons, but damn. Or, or differentiate the weapons you use. Like – one of my biggest concerns, and maybe this is me probably blowing, overblowing things a little bit, is you mentioned it. Dallas Goddard hasn't been involved. Yeah. We're, like, in week, we're pushing week five now. 
And I get it. A.J. Brown's been going off. Devontae Smith's had a couple really strong games. But make them respect every weapon on our offense. They're going to start to key in on A.J. I think Washington, to an extent, kind of keyed in on the run, certainly in the second half. Give it to Dallas Goddard, man. He, like, he's the kind of player you don't really need to run these, like, seam routes or you don't need to run like these he's these not four Kelsey, births. he's not Gronk. yeah he's just a reliable like a run him a guy. tight end screen run yeah. him out there in the flat run him on a curl rather a comeback just let him do some stuff after the mm-hmm. catch he doesn't need a con like a complex play called for him give him the ball keep the defense honest plus a tight end once you get him involved in the passing game they start keen on him then you keep him in the block right then you start running That's the ball I'm down saying. the throat but we're just not seeing it this, uh, I forget where I saw this, but the Eagles ran 11 personnel, which is three receivers, a tight end, and a running back, like 89%. Oh, yeah, I think I saw it was the, the most yeah. in, like, Sirianni era. Get some more tight ends involved. Like, Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, get them both on the field. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. going to be, those are better for personnel groupings to run out of. And Based at the same what time, the offense is already built for. You, they still have to respect your passing game, and that gives you opportunities to get other gather involved elsewhere. But I don't know, man. I've been saying we needed to do the more twelve and thirteen personnel for mm-hmm. at least two, or if not three, out of the last four yeah. weeks, and we haven't fucking done it. Yeah. The other thing uh, uh, that seems to be a big difference between the offense last year and this year so far is like the design runs for Jalen just like, aren't really there this year. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's just that they don't want to him be taking hits as much, but that seems like a, I mean, that was a huge weapon for us last year. And it was, I mean, even like, uh, you know, even if they weren't like designed runs and he's just kind of like scrambling or whatever this game, I feel like there were so many times where he just like gets like one yard and slides good, you know? Yeah. And it's like, on the one hand, like, yeah, I don't want, like, our franchise quarterback getting his ass beat, like, taking hits and stuff. But I also feel like that's really taking a, a big key thing away from the offense that made it so successful last year. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because people haven't seen, like, last year they didn't see that side of Hurts at all, so they didn't know how to prepare for that. Now there's a lot of QB spies right now where people are dropped, like, you have a DN dropping back a little bit to hesitate to go. A lot of teams are keeping safeties and whatnot back there. Yeah, so I think that that's an aspect of it, but I agree where he doesn't look, I don't know if it's the play design or if he's in his head, but he's not running with the same confidence, I'll say, when he does decide to run the ball, where I feel like he, you're looking down the field, I get that, but I think that could be play call, you know, but you got the power, you got the run speed, you got the legs for it, you're a tough guy. You don't do it in a lot, so you should be able to run with confidence. And I think he is, I won't say scared, but there is a sense of hesitation when he takes off with the ball as opposed to last year where he was getting a first. Every time it was third and eight, it was like a guaranteed money where he would just run for the first down. Yeah, I think part of it, didn't he have some sort of ankle surgery? He had like... Did Maybe he? To, he had to clean up know. something, but it wasn't like a broken okay, thing. So yeah. It wasn't anything major like it, that. But, but he still got the – the thing that I wanted to see at least is that the passing game came to life. He had no turnovers. He had 300-plus yards, two touchdowns. He played a phenomenal game. Can't ask for yeah, he bounced him. back in the yeah, second half for sure. Which was fine. I'll take that. But I feel like we're still waiting for that game to be like – Ah, there's like like that Vikings you know, game thirty eight to ten win that we have where it's a cool word yeah. the team can blow it out, but we haven't quite really done that yet. So the Rams are going to be tough. I don't know if they can do it against them, but the Rams are kind of a 
the Rams game team. Who are you going to get? You're going to get the Aaron Donald playing a good game, and then Sam, uh, what's it called? Matthew Stafford. Uh, Matthew Stafford with Nakua having a, a lights-out game, too. Cooper Cup could be, I think he's supposed to be back this yeah, week, too. Yeah, so it's a tough thing to play that way. Yeah, I guess we can shift our attention to that game. Um, kind of starting with Cam Jurgens out multiple weeks with a foot sprain. Yeah. You're going against... In the worst possible time. Yeah, you're going against the best the best defensive tackle probably in the last 30 years mm-hmm. in Aaron Donald, and you don't have your starting right guard. I'm a little nervous about that. Uh, run the ball. I think that that's a big sign that you don't want Hurts holding the ball a lot. If you're yeah. worried about him running and getting hurt, <laughs> Donald's going to be pinning his ear back right yeah, now. Yeah, this is a game to run to the ball to the outside. Yeah. Run, run to the outside. Just get, yeah. avoid outside Aaron Donald. And shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? And this team has... All the games that they win, they hold the ball the longest time. And I think Washington, for a while, we were doing okay. But Aaron Donald ain't nothing to be messing around with. Yeah, this is a game you run to the outside. If you're going to revitalize the quarterback run game, this is where you run some zone reads and read options to get Hurts on the edge and really sort of just make Aaron Donald and the rest of that D-line freeze just long enough that they have to think about it. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few more RPOs just because those don't require a whole lot of blocking. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of just make Aaron Donald think long enough, then you throw that ball over him or just hand it off to the running back to go by him. But I'm nervous about this game. When we had our uh, our win-loss preview back in whenever the schedule came out, Trevor, you called this a loss. Yeah. I called it a win. <laughs> I don't feel too confident about that anymore just because the Rams can put up some points now, too. And our defense coming off. Whatever the hell you want to call Sunday, I'm not super optimistic. Well, it should be a bounce-back game for the D, but I still pick it a W. But, yeah, well, now you'll see those multiple tight end sets you would think to give more support. I would hope. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be chipping. Like, they'll put Donald on the end sometimes when when they do that or you think they're going to do that. You got to chip with a tight end or a running back every time, dude. You got to shift. You got to shift the protections towards him. More often than not, and then you got to chip on the edge just to mm-hmm. make sure it hurts his time. We'll probably see a lot more max protections, things like that. Some two and, me, two and three main yeah. route progressions just to make sure that you can protect Hurts. But defensively, man, Puka Nakua, that guy's a baller. Anyone that yeah. has him in fantasy, y'all have him in fantasy? <laughs> no. uh, I do in one league. He's a baller. Yeah, I do have him in one league. And they get um, cut back, and Stafford's been slinging it still. Yeah, I'm not impressed by their O-line. They don't really have a run game either. Uh, Kyron Williams is all right now. Yeah, he's all I right. I have him in fantasy in our league. He put up 28 points the other day. I, I understand that, but they haven't really played again. They're, they're an interesting team. I'll give them that. I'm not really necessarily scared of them at all in that sense. Um, I think our defense has a bounce-back game. It was a tough game. Divisional rivalry. Washington's going to play their heart out. The Rams are a different team that way. We are away, so it's a little bit different in that sense. But I think that this is a good chance for the Eagles to have a bounce-back game, even though they're not bouncing back off a loss, just to be like, hey, let's let's put some qualms here to rest. Let's really get some things honed in you know, and see how it goes. I get it that San Fran's offense could be explosive in that sense, and you don't really know what they're going to be. Their defense besides their front, is it really anything to be too scared about? Yeah, like they're deep. They don't have any Rams anymore. They don't like. There's no real linebackers in there anymore. I mean, it's it's our chance to be. I mean, it could be a shootout. I think it is. You gonna, know, it's going to be a high scoring be, game. Could be that. 
Yeah, I think but, both offense going to put up some points. It's just a matter of how much we can get out of our offense without Aaron Donald wrecking the game. I, I, that guy is horrifying, man. You'd like to see them Rashad Penny if he's healthy to play for that because you would rather use him as a chip blocker than Swift is not. Yeah. He, he ain't the guy to be doing that. Yeah, he's small. Yeah. His dad, on the other hand, he could lay yeah, a chip yeah, block yeah. there. <laughs> his dad's brawl. <laughs> absolute fucking unit. It's good to know that if his son goes down, hopefully we can suit him up, put him in there. It's yeah, like Jerome Bettis. His dad's an OG. But yeah, I mean, I still think we win this game for sure, but not super optimistic, and I think it is going to be a shootout. If we're calling score predictions right now, I'm saying we win 36-31. to 31. I haven't really thought about this, but let's go. Um, what is the line on this game? Yeah, actually, that's inter- I would be interested. In I want to say last time I checked, it was Eagles minus four and a half, but that was. See, had to I would have said like three and Sunday. a half. I was going to say, it's got to be closer than at least Do the I last have couple service? weeks. We've had seven, eight, like. Let's see. Do I have service? Come on. Week five. Yeah, it's Eagles minus four and a half. The over under is fifty and a half. Damn, that oh, yeah. they are calling for a high scoring mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I'll stand by my thirty six thirty one. I think we cover, but I think this is a close ass game. Yeah, I'll say uh I'll go with thirty five twenty seven. Thirty five twenty seven. Eagles. <laughs> I'm gonna say twenty eight twenty four. Okay. Yeah. I don't I think that I think first quarter, we go down 10. And then we go back In the first quarter, they, yeah. they put up to a 10 spot. Yeah. Okay. I could see him doing a little weird shit, but then that's coming yeah, back. Yeah, Sean McVeigh, he's he's good for a couple of weird things schematically, especially early in the game. We have a new defensive coordinator, although I don't know if Seattle played them last year, but that would be beneficial to look up and see because... Seattle would have played them. They're in the same division. Then, you know, that kind of... Yeah, maybe... In our favor a little bit that way defensively. I guess I would be curious. We'd have to look at it. We probably should have looked at it before this pod, but I'd be curious what Desai's defenses have done historically against McVay offenses. Maybe we could have gone off that, but whatever. Yeah. We'll get back to you on that one. We'll, we'll let you know next week after we see the game. Yeah, he, be like, wow, yeah. look at that. He was a genius. He yeah. used his last notes <laughs> about that. But all in all, well, three. Well, you predicted a win or a loss. You said what? I, I win. When we initially okay. called our, the yeah, schedule. Our, our, our preseason call, predictions, yeah. I said loss. <laughs> yeah. so, so I win either way, yeah. basically. When they're four no, unless, unless it's like unless, it, unless it's like <laughs> 13 to 10 or some shit. <laughs> but, yeah. it, could, it could also be a yeah. just ugly game, but. We haven't quite seen that yet, knock on wood, which is nice. So Yeah, there's less like uncharacteristic like downpours in LA. Oh, that yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> is, like, I would rather see no, an earthquake, yeah. I'd yeah. rather see even even if it came down close, if it came out to a shootout though, I trust our kicker all day anyway. Jake Elliott's got yeah, that fucking our, toss boot. Our mule leg son, man. Mm-hmm. So I th- I said this on the pod I guess two pods ago. I think he's a borderline Hall of Fame kicker. I think I might just start to call him a Hall of Fame kicker, man. He's yeah. had some clutch-ass kicks in mm-hmm. his career. You mentioned the one against the Giants. Yep. Obviously, the one in Super Bowl 52 to put us up eight. Yeah. This one the other day, a 54-yard boot. That one to send us to the, the one to clinch us home field in 2017 against the Raiders when it was like five degrees. Yeah. 
Like he's had some clutch kicks. Even man. the one against Atlanta it was cold as shit out. It was only a fifteen to ten game or whatever. Yeah. Was yep. I mean, he was a big. That was half our offense right there. Like, yeah. I, I got a lot of love for Dave Akers. I think Jake Elliott's the best kicker in Eagles history, and he'll probably go down. I'm calling it now. One of the best kickers in NFL history. Probably. I mean, and right now, only- outside of Justin Tucker, who would you rather have? No one. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody I think said, like all all because uh, Caleb Sturgis got injured yeah. so many years ago. He, he was ass. I mean, not thank God, but you know, I'm, yeah, <laughs> that's a good for us. Yeah, fucking. Uh, Someone said Bengals Bengals practice squad. Is yeah, yeah. He, they they, dra- they drafted him in the fifth round, so they saw his potential. Yeah, they just didn't rock with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yo. An NFL scout picked him up because they heard him kicking a ball, and they were like, "Who? What the hell was that?" Just the sound of his foot hitting the ball with so much strength. But someone said that he kicked that the field goal, and I think you could see it if you rewind the tape too from last Sunday. He kicked that ball actually with his third leg. That was pretty impressive too. What he do you mean he there. was just erect and just walked yeah. up? Walked little... up there. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> so his range is elevated a little bit. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Damn how you drafted a guy with a strong third, or not drafted, <laughs> picked up a guy with a strong third leg. Mm-hmm. I do think yo, know, like when all said and done. This is going to be one of the best moves of Howie's, Howie's tenure. I'm trying to think of moves that were better. Certainly drafting Hurts. Well, I think in recent years, if you know, the last couple have been phenomenal for him. But I think no one no one expects like the kicker to be your big move. But that was an under-the-radar move that for sure has given us, no pun intended, a leg up. I mean, we, probably, we don't win the Super Bowl without Jake Elliott. No, we don't, we don't win that Giants game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We potentially don't clinch home field. And think about the that... momentum shift, too, in those games. Where, like, the team is all on edge. Everybody's, like, waiting around. And he's, like, you know, it gives you that little spark to, like, okay, let's not ever let it get yeah. this close. Thank God that I he's here. I mean, like, here. in that game Sunday, like, there is no doubt in my mind he's making that kick. Oh, I was, yeah. yeah it was like, funny. I wasn't worried at all. It was obviously, like, you're nervous just because it's, like, the end of the game, or whatever, but it's like I there no part of me thought that that was not going to no. go through. Yeah, he's the man. I dude. mean, he's hit what two fifty five. He's only what the he second the sixty one yard earlier this year. Fifty five and sixty one in New England in a rainy day. Only the third guy besides Tucker and what Janikowski to do that. That's mm. that's some Hall of Fame level yeah. shit right there. But yeah. yeah, I never feel. I mean, I'm always confident he goes up to kick a field goal. It looks great. Yeah, he's the man. Shout out Jake Elliott. Shout out Chicken Little. Devontae, I was going to say, Devontae said about Chicken Little. (laughs) (laughs) He said, as soon as I caught that ball, I knew Chicken Little was going to hit that. And and they were like, who's that? He was like, Chicken Little. You ever seen that movie? He's like, that's what Chicken Little do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, apparently Jake Elliott is not down with the the Chicken Little. I think it's unfortunately going to stick, though. Yeah, yeah, once someone like Devontae says that, it's it's staying. Yeah, I might have to get a Jake Elliott. Sorry, Jake. I might have to get a Jake Elliott Kelly green jersey. Oh yeah, that's a, yeah. That, that yeah, I mean that that's saying something. If people are if people are going to buy a kicker's jersey, like it'll probably be that cheap. means you're the man. There was a good amount of Acres jerseys back in the day, though. Yo, people Acres had, was the yeah. god. Yeah, true. Plus, he had that little dun 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 Like that was. I never saw a kicker that had like a song whenever he hit a field goal. That wasn't uh, the Eagles fireworks. Yeah, we got to get Jake Elliott one. Mm-hmm. Does Chicken Little have a song? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't know. I'm sure he probably does. All right, we got anything else? We got Phillies coming up, yo. Yeah, we got about 20 minutes for first pitch. I like it. Yo, hold up. Shout out. Well, not shout out this girl. She <laughs> kind of 
ruined she didn't ruin my sunday <laughs> spilling that slushy on my uh, my yeah. pants i saw my I was... white adida is still all brown even though i washed it what Dude, kind of yeah. slushy was it a coke slushy <clears throat> it was some sort of liquor slushy oh um, yeah. well, my jersey like... was all sticky damn where were you at you were at that beer garden up on like monumenting and mm. reed which yeah. was like it was kind of fun to watch the game with it like being nice outside and stuff but it was way too crowded logistically kind of a nightmare because like the so, like, the TV in the inside is, like, hooked up to cable, as far as I can tell. And then the TVs that they have outside are, like, streaming. Oh, no. That's so a, they're all, like, a little delayed. Yeah. Well, it was <sighs> fine for a while. And then, like, maybe halfway through the game, like. One got, of them like, went out. One of them, like, lagged for a minute. And then, and then, so now, like, they're all just completely off. So, it's, like, the people sitting to our left are ahead of us. And then the 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 TV on the, in, like, the inside of the place is ahead of them. So, I was, uh. So kind of the, so by the, the end of it, kick... we're all just like uh, have our face against the window, <laughs> yeah. looking at the TV inside. Like, yeah, that was a mess. Because you hate when you yeah. they feel going to go through, and then you hear like, "Yeah, you're like, yep. damn it." Yeah, yeah. I remember That's when that exactly when, when that shit got spilled on you. I remember you like went inside to get like a paper towel or something, and like I was in line to get another beer or whatever. I looked behind, and, like. I didn't know what it uh, like. You it thought looked, I pooped myself? No, I saw. I, I, I thought it's like the, the biggest bird in Philadelphia just shit all over Avery. Like, what the fuck is that? That was that eagle that was flying. He got out of the, yeah. out of the stadium. Shit yeah, all yeah. Over yeah. It was the emotional support <laughs> alligator, dude. Yeah, yeah the emotional support alligator. Came so how these alligators poop? Well, explosively. Yeah. Yeah. With a with a force and a vengeance. With the force of a full grown alligator. But yeah, to that girl. You're very lucky the Eagles won and that I was in a happy <laughs> mood. What does that mean? <laughs> You're lucky, whoever you are. Hey, I, I wouldn't have done anything. I would have just been very unhappy with yeah. you. You're lucky you didn't, get the, you didn't have to witness Avery being very uh, unhappy. Yeah. You're and lucky then, I wasn't just cranky the whole time. Yeah, I would have been cranky. <laughs> but then, you know what? What made up for it? I was talking about getting the Wawa pizza. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did not get the Wawa pizza. Oh. You know what I got, though? Listeners of the Hoagie Crawl episode will remember we talked about the Indian cheesesteak. Mm. Sicily 2. Mm-hmm. Little Sicily 2. Little Sicily 2. Right next to the Wawa on Delaware Avenue. I went there and got the Indian-style pizza. Banging. Slamming. What else on it? Um, a bunch of different stuff. Jalapenos. I got it with paneer, which is like that like Indian-style like cubed mozzarella cheese. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, cilantro. Tomatoes, curry, masala. There's a little cumin. I tasted in my burp right now. I'm still eating <laughs> leftover pizza. Um, and I think there's actual like pizza cheese, like the whole mozzarella it parmesan. Yeah, yeah. Yo, it is banging. It's got yeah, some I get that kick that to it. Good. Yeah, shout out Little Sicily too. Looking for that sponsorship, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's just going to about do it for us here tonight. Uh, go Phils. Please uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that shit. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Said. Go Phils. Go Phils.